sin, evil, and pain in the world. But sometimes good news comes and brings relief. The slaves in Texas received good news on June 19, 1865. Their bondage was over. Their emancipation, the newest American holiday, Juneteenth. Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation went into effect over two and a half years before slavery ended in Texas. Finally, there were enough federal troops in the westernmost Confederate state to enforce the executive declaration. 250,000 people suddenly free. This past Thursday, President Biden signed a law declaring June 19th a federal holiday. A combination of the words June and 19th, Juneteenth, has been a state holiday in Texas since 1980. It's the first federal holiday remembering the end of American slavery. Good news is a needed balm in our fallen world. But only one kind of good news is final. Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners. Anyone, slave or free, can believe and be saved. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series called In the Footsteps of Peter. The night that Christ was arrested and crucified, he shared a final meal with his disciples. But it wasn't just the Last Supper that they shared together. Jesus took the time to impart his last words. Some of it was encouragement. Don't be sad. It's a good thing that I'm leaving. Some of it was hard truth. You will have trouble in this world. They will persecute you. And some words were prophecy. Those who believe in my name will do the works that I've been doing, and they will do even greater things than these. Jesus had performed healings. He had even raised the dead. And he said to his followers, what could be better than these? Jesus was talking about the days of the Holy Spirit that we read about in Acts. And as we continue to follow in the footsteps of Peter, Acts chapter 3 tells us a story of Peter fulfilling the words of Jesus in a powerful way. In a moment, we're going to hear a portion of that story read by British actor and follower of Jesus, David Suchet. He's the host of the documentary called In the Footsteps of Peter. And in this documentary, he takes you to -to hard-to-find locations where Peter walked, as well as talking with experts about the significance of Peter's life, like the story found in Acts 3. In a world where many believed in miracles, performing wondrous acts helped to convince onlookers that Peter was filled with the power and authority of God. How important were miracles to the Jesus movement? I don't think you could have had the beginnings of Christianity without very miraculous acts of power, acts of healing. We know that the Messiah was expected to do extraordinary things because of one particular Dead Sea Scroll. It was 4Q521, and it says that among the works of the Messiah, the Messiah would heal the blind, raise up those who were bowed down, raise the dead, and preach the good news. So Jesus was doing this, proving that he had the power that was expected of a Messiah. It's shown from what the Dead Sea Scrolls has has, uh, brought to light. But um, then with Peter, 
I think Peter was very important in continuing the momentum that was first established by Jesus. He had the power of the Holy Spirit in him from Jesus, and he was healing in the name of Jesus. I mean, even to the extent that if his shadow passed it, is that right? It... Absolutely so. Peter's shadow would pass by and people thought, well, we could get healed by him because he is so really? powerful. But he had already proven by that time that he had incredible uh, power working with him, uh, healing in the name of Jesus, making uh, people well again around the temple. So he was a fantastically important figure. David Suchet on location in Israel as he was filming in the footsteps of Peter. I really want to send you this two-hour-long documentary that will take you to many places Peter worked and lived. And as you follow in his footsteps, I know your faith will be greatly encouraged as you see how God used an ordinary man, a fisherman like Peter, to spread the gospel. Would you call us after this program? Would you make your fiscal year-end gift to help us reach our budget? and to keep sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. Our number to call in a few minutes is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or come visit our website, watch the trailer from the documentary, and then you can make your gift there at haventoday.org, haventoday.org, for In the Footsteps of Peter. And if you didn't get in the footsteps of Paul from us last year, we have that in a special bundle with the Peter documentary for your minimum gift. Ask about it when you call or read more about it when you go online. Now let's get the program started with some music. Music with Jeremy Camp. I can see the water's raging at my feet. I can feel breath of those surrounding me I can hear the sound of nations rising up we will not be overtaken we will not be overcome I can walk down this dark and painful road I can face every fear of the unknown I can hear all God's children singing
called Same Power by Jeremy Camp here on Haven Today in the footsteps of Peter. I'm Charles Morris. It was just a few days after the Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost. Peter had just delivered the first Christian sermon. Thousands came to faith in the Lord. It was a powerful outpouring of grace, and Peter was right there to see it all. He even was part of the baptism that took place of many of those thousands afterwards. Multitudes coming to the Lord, thousands praising Jesus for his work on the cross. It must have been incredible to be there. I still remember when I visited Cuba for the first time. We were unsure what to expect. All we knew is that we were there to tell people the great story that's about Jesus. But when we opened the Word, and then opened the boxes full of Bibles to give away, I was flabbergasted. People were flooding into a church just to get their hands on a Bible, to receive for many of them their very first personal Bible they had ever owned. It wasn't Peter at Pentecost with thousands turning to the Lord for the first time, but it was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The Lord was moving, and he still is in the hearts of so many in Cuba. Just like Peter, we were blessed to see many rejoicing in the Lord. But a few days after that Pentecost outpouring, Peter saw a more intimate side to the Spirit's power. And the story picks up in Acts chapter 3. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, Look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. He was born a Jew, but later on in life, the British actor David Suchet came to realize that Jesus was the Messiah, and he became a follower of this Jesus. And he read to us there from chapter 3 in the book of Acts. We'll hear more in just a moment. This is a haven today called In the Footsteps of Peter. I'm Charles Morris. Silver or gold I do not have, Peter said. And then he offered this man his health. It would be easy to hear this story and to think that the gospel was about health and wealth, but that would be to read this text about the man at the beautiful gate through our eyes today, Western eyes. And the clue to getting it right is where this happened and what this man did. He was in the temple courts where the religious people went to worship. And he wasn't just walking, which was already miraculous. 
He was walking and even jumping. The Spirit had filled him with strength. The name of Jesus brought healing and freedom. It wasn't Isaiah 61 all over again. The lame will leap, and everyone knew who he was. They just didn't understand how this could happen. This kind of liberation was always linked to the Messiah, a person in the Old Testament. But the only people there were Peter and John. What did that mean? The people rushed them. Maybe they thought Peter and John were messiahs themselves. They were astonished, but they didn't quite get the Spirit's power. And Peter was quick to connect them. Here's what he said to them. Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us, as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? How the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant, Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he decided to let him go. You disowned the Holy and Righteous One and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. More reading by David Suchet from Acts chapter 3, and a special thanks to BibleGateway.com for offering that to us. The people were astonished that Peter and John had healed a man. But Peter wanted to make it clear that it was actually the Lord who healed him, And that's a good reminder for us, too. When we see someone turn to the Lord, it's not our doing. The blessings that people receive through us are really from the Lord. We aren't mighty enough to make these blessings happen, but the Lord is gracious to bless others through us. Peter had seen thousands come to the Lord by the power of the Spirit. And by the power of that same Spirit, the Holy Spirit, this individual sinner was healed and set free. When I was in Cuba, yes, we saw the crowd swarming us to get their hands on the Word of God, to receive a Bible, many of them their very first Bible. But we also saw the Lord work on a more intimate level. We had a guide with us all week, driving us from church to church, even though he himself was not a believer. Over the course of the week, after hearing the gospel a number of times, he turned to the Lord himself. What an amazing sight to behold. And it was a reminder that the Spirit works in the big moments, and He works in the intimate moments as well. He draws many to the Lord, but He never overlooks the individual. We might feel forgotten or even lonely, and this is a word for us. The Lord's good news of salvation is never too high and lofty, never too out of reach. The Lord never forgets us. And he seeks us out through it all. The Spirit was moving. That's the amazing part of Peter's story. And when he met Jesus, Jesus was the source of the Lord's power and presence in his life. But when Jesus left this earth, the Spirit turned Peter, John, and all those who believed in Christ into conduits of his mercy. They became agents of his redemptive love here on this earth. 
as the Spirit moved in them to spread the gospel. That salvation is only found in the name of Jesus, the same Jesus who was put to death, but was also raised to new life. We trust in Christ, and we find salvation only when we realize that we need healing too. Our sin put him there on the cross, and our sin kept him there as he died in our place. But healing comes in his name, and faith, trust in him, is how we find forgiveness. The Spirit is moving still, and he's calling you to trust in him. Turn again to Christ. Turn for the first time to Christ. Receive his grace, and by the Spirit, receive his power.
Englishman who is one of the fathers of modern praise music, Stuart Townend, and Holy Spirit, living breath of God on this haven today. Earlier, we heard an excerpt from the documentary called In the Footsteps of Peter. And we heard David Suchet talking with an expert about Peter's importance in the early days of Christianity. And when you actually see it, where Peter walked and spoke, you'll better understand his story and how it points us to the great story found in Jesus. I'm David Suchet, and I'm in search of one of the most puzzling characters in history, a simple first-century fisherman who somehow became the founding father of the most powerful Christian church on earth. Wow, look at these. We know him as Saint Peter, mentioned more times in the New Testament than anyone except Jesus. Peter's character and what motivates him has always intrigued me. In this series, I'll be uncovering fragments of tradition and half-whispered traces of Peter's life, revealing surprising new discoveries and theories about the man who shaped a faith that came to dominate Western civilization. Originally produced for the BBC, In the Footsteps of Peter, is hosted by David Suchet, the man who played Hercule Poirot on the BBC Agatha Christie Mysteries, and who does the narration for the Jesus Storybook Bible. I know as you watch this film, your faith will grow. You'll see that if the Lord can use a simple fisherman like Peter to bring about the greatest revival the world has ever seen, the launching of the church, he can use you and me as well. Why don't you call us right now? Would you make your fiscal year-end gift to Haven today, but ask for in the footsteps of Peter? Here's our number to call right now, 800 Six five four twenty eight thirty six eight hundred sixty five Haven, or go online and watch the film's trailer. You can make your gift for the DVD there at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And remember, if you want both in the footsteps of Peter and in the footsteps of Paul, two documentaries narrated for us by David Suchet. We have both DVDs in a special bundle for your minimum gift to the ministry. Ask about it when you call or read more when you go online. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. In the Western world, biblical names are common. In fact, you might have one. Rachel, Mary, Paul, John, Peter, Sarah, David, a long list, but being able to find your namesake in the pages of the Bible isn't all that important. What matters most is whether your name is written in another book. Revelation 21:27 tells us about this while describing the great city of God. Nothing impure will ever enter it. Only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Now think about that. If you belong to Jesus, then your name, the one that is uniquely yours and no one else's, is written in that book. You can get Anchor Devotional delivered to your home in print every month. Visit getanchor.com.